Pressure from Thomas off the edge. Eli Manning airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. Oh my God. This ball's thrown and Tyree just goes up for it like a basketball player. Harrison trying to knock it down. That's a great catch by David Tyree. Welcome to Catch the Moment Podcast. I'm your host, David Tyree. Super excited to bring you something special this week. Every week, you guaranteed to get where you got to go on your process journey. And we're going to get there. Today, I have a very special friend of mine because we're kindred spirits. Rhonda Vateri, she is a dynamic change turnaround expert in the IT field. She's an author. She's more than just the catch. Rhonda, thank you for being here. Oh, I'm honored to be here. My goodness. No, honored no. Honored to sit here with you. You are the reason this exists. So, oh my goodness. Well, I can't say where do we start because every week we start and we ask, okay, get the easy stuff out. Where were you when you saw the helmet catch back in 2008? And any thoughts, any little stories, little anecdotes, they're always fun to talk about. Oh my goodness. I was 2008. I was watching you, and I was glued to the TV. First off, I'm an NFL fanatic. I don't think you know that. No, I don't. I did. Well, when you have, (laughs) you're so well rehearsed. You're so diverse in your experience. I I wouldn't have assumed that. That's my dream job in the NFL. But that's the technology conversation. Got you. And but I like sports, so I was watching you. And I was rooting for the Giants. Awesome. Even better. So now was- NFC East. I grew up in Virginia, yes. New York. And I was actually hosting a Super Bowl party. I'm usually at the Super Bowl, but that year. You hosted I hosted it at my house. So we were watching you on TV. Nice. So good good vibes, everybody. Oh, did you have majority? Oh, was it was you had a couple of Patriot fans oh, in there? Yes, we did. Okay, so y'all got a chance to to, to rejoice real good over there. We did. And okay. it was a moment. My gosh. How high you jumped? That was, that was amazing. So you know I'm the black guy who can't jump. So you know you know the white man can't jump. You know I'm the black guy who can't jump. I had the 31 inch vertical jump, and if you know that's not good. Like 40 is like oh my god. 35 is like average for a wide receiver. I'm like, and of course that's why I need I needed I needed my miracle. I need- <laughs> it's amazing. I replayed it. I, I keep watching it. It is the number one. I mean. Oh, my goodness. So you heard it there. And then we put all stuff to rest. Rhonda said it, it's done. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> I mean. No, nah, thanks for sharing this. It's like I said, it's, it's a moment that sports fans and all, it's like everybody remembers where they were, what they were doing, what was going on. It's always cool. So I'm going to I'm gonna kind of try to stump you a little bit because um, there's, there's so many different areas and experiences that I actually know of that you have. So throughout your career and some of your experiences, what would you say is your most treasured moment? Unlike you with that catch. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's, probably, that's it's, too It's a lot. A high bar high. No pun intended <laughs> no, here. No, no. Oh my gosh. And, I would say, you know, I always take hard assignments. Mm-hmm. Yes, you do. So I would probably say early in my career going to India. Okay. And then later in my career was athletics. All right, so I want the... So when she says go to India, she went to India and, like, turned around a company. When, you know, when she said athletics, that means she ran a tri, you know, triathlon or ultra marathon. So give me either one or two of those moments specifically where this was a crown in your heart. My crown of my heart was when I woke up in India and I was in the financial services world and we just started hiring in India. 
So I was the, wow. one of the pioneers that started hiring people in, in India and building out innovation centers. Wow. And people were complaining years ago. Wow. And now it's come full circle with innovation centers around the world. And I was dressing in saris. I just got back from India two weeks ago. And I saw, and I saw some of that on IG. And it was pretty. And you, you actually gave me it. I'm like, wow. So paint, paint some of that picture because you talk about a sari. What's a sari? Mm -hmm. And tell me how you evolved into like really owning the culture. Oh, I love that question. So I think cultural immersion is so important when mm. you're leading and just to be in the moment, yeah. in the catch, embrace the moment. You need to get to know people. Sure. I embrace every culture I'm in. I wear it. I wear the saris. I have over 200. I, I wear them when I'm over there. And you know what? They're more comfortable than, than jeans and blazers. Yeah. Probably because I spent years in saris. Wow. And people are like, because some, some are like, they're heavy. First off, they're, they're heavy? heavy. Okay, you just call me off guard. I'm like, isn't that the whole point? You out here feeling, <laughs> feeling good and smooth. I'm thinking there's maybe some satin sorry or something. <laughs> it looks like it's it is all bi-directional, but when you tuck it in those yeah. beads, it's heavy. Wow. And it's going on, but it's so comfortable and okay. free flowing. So I've known it for 20 years. So that's I'm that's I'm in my happy place over there. The people sure. are grateful. Mm. And I think gratitude's a lot of it. There it the is. People, I, I just in Cape Town's the same way. If you were to ask me to go around the world, yeah. I can tell you all about embracing the culture and the people. And I love international because I'm a diverse thinker. Oh my goodness! And I believe in diversity of thought, and I embrace the cultures, and I live it. Yeah. I don't just when I show up, I'm. I'm literally in it. I have friends around the world from my career, and mm. I've kept those relationships. So I think it's good. a disrespect sure. if you don't embrace their culture. It's powerful. Yeah, it's, you know, and obviously, you know, America is what America is and, and all of her beauty. So I try not to demean, but we do have our blind spots, and you know, right. as the quote-unquote leader of the free world, so to speak. And I think you obviously can speak probably more uniquely <laughs> to that. But um, like when you're talking about diversity of thought, that's a whole. I mean, we, can mm -hmm. go, we can go deep. Um, your role as a uh, as a especially now very much viewed as a tech pioneer, mm -hmm. change innovation. How does that really come into play in how you approach your you know your 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 job when you're going to work with the company? I love it. So I would say I've been over 162 countries in one of my companies. So how people work in Korea is faster than people work in Singapore. Even Hong Kong and Singapore work differently. Wow. And they're in the same region. So I approach how innovation is in different the world, how the workforce works in sure. Poland. You put more skilled folks. And Poland's an innovation hub. So much untapped talent in Poland, by the way. Wow. So I approach it with what's the business outcome we're trying to do, and sure. I reverse engineer what mm. we need to do from a diversity of thought, where people need to go, and making sure everything is 24 by 7 on its own because you can't have a single point of failure. Just like if you're on the football field, you want to have oh, diversity. No. Who do I go to? Who's my open catch at sure, the moment? Sure, sure. You want different talents. You want different, you know, different speeds, different skill sets. Oh, my goodness. And ultimately, there's different, you know, IQ capacities and components that really 
Um, so this is powerful. So, I'll, you know, before we stay too much in abstract thought, because you work with obviously the some of the best companies in the world. I know off the head, JP, JP Morgan Chase, mm-hmm. um, you know. I met you at HCL Suite, you know, which was a, which was an amazing experience. Yes. So I want to backtrack because obviously you have a unique, um, a high performance mentality, and not just in your work approach, mm-hmm. but just the life, right? So you're the author of a book called Grit and Grind. Where was this mindset cultivated? Is it childhood? Like you know, you talk, you're an athlete. Walk me through some of that. That's a good question. My mindset was cultivated. I've worked since I was twelve. I mm. put myself through college. I'm self-made. Um, I didn't have a choice. My mom and dad said, if you want it, you go out and work for it. And I'm an only uh, and I, 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 I'm, you know, still to this day, I'm so now, happy. Did you, oh, I gotta, I gotta, I, I'm gonna get back to your story. Did you feel like that was uh, too, too tough coming from mom at the time? Or did you have to work your way through that? Or was that, I'm sure you see the benefit of it now, but... How was that at the moment? Because, you know, the, the world is like the exact opposite now. Right. Well, I was a swimmer growing up. So okay. I had to give up one of my sports so I could work Ooh. and put myself through school. So I do Ironman 70.3. Yes, you do. And I got back into that. And we could talk about how my athletic mindset is about performance, performance, performance data. But I have worked since I was that. And I, I'm glad my mom did it. The moment I was like, What? Yeah. Okay. She's like, honey, I, we don't have it. You have to put yourself through school. So during college, I went to school full time and I worked full time in college too. Ooh. So I literally was, and I'm proud of this. I want more people to know it that because you don't see that in today's world. And I talk about it more openly now sure. because it's not instant gratification. Oh man. And I think that's been the misperception about technology. Oh. You know, you know, um, it, it, it's, it's not just the convenience. It's really supposed to be optimization. And, and so this is really powerful for me because of course, you know, like I said, I'm a, I'm a parent, I'm raising kids. We out here, we're trying to get these kids the right mindset. It's the exact opposite. And so here we are, we're talking about somebody with the, with this high performance approach, but it came out of the the lack of options, right? So we're in a world of options, and and I, and I think I'm, I'm in a similar road. Like we didn't have options. I didn't. We didn't have a car growing up. So right. you you found ways to thrive and survive, survive, thrive, and eventually arrive. So tell me more again, like in, in relation to just your journey through you know through uh, you know working uh, college and how that how you begin to hone in on, on your approach. I love it. So sports was always a part of my life. So I always awesome. had that team camaraderie. Great. But I'm an only child. So all my girlfriends oh. are from two years old to three, and I've kept them through my life. And really? They, they've gone through fashion. Yeah. We are like- I Your have, friends. My friends. Life, lifelong friends. They're all showing up December 3rd in New York City. I throw a party every year, only girlfriends. <laughs> my whole lineage is there. <laughs> so amazing. And they, I plan it a year in advance. So I'm a very loyal, humble, and we all celebrate life. I'm just, I call it the gratitude gala because I want to give back from everything. We've come from nothing. And if I'm the person that can help change someone's life, David, I'm committed to doing it to the next generation. So my mentality came from, I was that little girl who had nothing. I know what it's like to work. And that's why I'm so committed to giving back. 
Mm. and making sure performance speaks for itself in the workplace and rewards the right behavior. Rewards the right behavior. And incentivizes the right behavior. That's excellent. So at the executive board, I make sure there's data points. And I just knew this from growing up. I'm like, this isn't fair. I'm working hard. I just need a chance. And if someone would give me a chance, and I fell into technology, all right, so and she says she fell into technology. <laughs> I found this out. So you go to college and you get a communications degree. Communications degree, and I had an international business, but my my bachelor's is in communications and and not to demean the communications. It was well, well, you know, this is a story. All right, so how do you fall into <laughs> and and let's let, like. Now, now, mind you, she's clearly ageless, right? So we're looking at she's clearly ageless, and so you know, I'll say my age. She's slightly older than me. So we talk about when you say pioneer, this is a pioneer in every way. There, there Thank weren't the, the the beautiful thing is there's so much uh, conversations around DEI, diversity, right. equity, and inclusion, especially now more so in tech. You got fintech. There's so many cool dynamics that technology is running through and. So, but at your time, mm-hmm. breaking in, tell me about that experience. And, and, and I would even, you know, I might ask you, ask you for some of the dirty details sure. of some of these d- dirt bags that I'm sure you've come across. Yeah, so. Feel free. Well, I would say I've grown it up in male-dominant fields. So this is where my sports mentality came into play. Mm. What's the goal? Where am I going? Where's the goalpost? And what, how am I being incentivized? Number one, I'm competitive, but I'm not going to be a jerk and roll people over. It's about teamwork. It's great. So I always brought that mentality from, it's a team. It's not about I. It's about we and keep going. Ooh. That's like race across America. You asked me for my other moment. Racing a bike 3,070 miles in this past June. We could talk about that okay. later. Okay. All right. <laughs> but that mentality, putting together a high-performance team to go across America... I wrote it, did it. I bring that to the workplace, David. So I fell into tech, I think because of my mindset. Okay. I came out of college. I'm going to date myself. It's all right. It's all right. Give it, give it to mm. us. Remember the AOL and CompuServe days? This is legendary. Oh, legend. We talk about dial-up, y'all. So, beautiful. Don't worry. This, this is beautiful. You're, you're here. This is, this is joy in my heart. So don't worry. I don't. I wasn't poor, but I just want you to know when AOL was sitting there by free, I didn't. I didn't even have a computer. My mom got a word processor. That's how bad things was in my. <laughs> oh gosh, so that is amazing. So here you actually around in, in that era in in the basically the dot com boom. I was in the dot com boom, managing out of college data centers. So they hired me for my comms and my my management experience because I had worked I had worked so I had six years on everyone because I put myself through college and high school so I had two six years and everyone's like how did you get a management job coming out of college I'm like well I've been working for four (laughs) years in college and plus in high school I was working so when I applied, everyone's like, you have a degree and you've done this and you put yourself through college. I didn't know at the time what a mindset that was. Yeah. You didn't even know that it was uncommon. I didn't know. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. This is Bella. I had no idea. <laughs> I was just being myself and doing what I needed to do. And I fell into tech, managing and running cables. And then the next thing I know, girls with code. <laughs> 
The next thing I know, I'm provisioning circuits. I'm, but yeah. I didn't look up. Here's the beautiful story, which you're going to get first. Um, I never looked up and I was like, I'm in a male-dominant field for the last 20 years. And I never thought anything about it. Because you know what? I'm about performance. And I get this question so much now. Sure. Someone, I said, don't prob- call me up. It's probably almost spewed on you. It's like, <laughs> they want to make an issue that maybe that doesn't exist, even though we know issues exist. Yeah, I'm like, don't call me up for, call me up for performance. Don't call mm. me up to fill a candidate slate for a woman. Woo! And I, I'm going to say it on your, po- because it's about performance. Oh, this is so... It was so warm, and as as a black man, I'm on the other side of that, and um, and I'm for like I'm for DEI. It's, that's not the issue, it's that, but it really actually does boil down to that at the end of the day, and everybody has their own process. There are you know un, you know what we call them unconscious bias, right. and we understand that there's systems that are really straining you right. know progress, but at the end of the day, when you're in the grind and it boils down to getting a result. And I'm so happy today with all my male friends since I've grown up in the male dominant field sure. in the Wolf of Wall Street days. They're my <laughs> friends. That was so awesome. And they supported. I didn't even know at the time how unique it was because they respected the performance. Mm. They knew I was not going to delineate from my moral compass, number one. They know I'm a sports person. They knew that, okay, what's the goal? We're going to go as sure. a team. I'm not here... You know, Heisman trophying someone out, stiff arming no them. <laughs> I'm embracing everyone. This is tremendous because that's actually how you really win. Meaning, when you have, you know, when you have the giver's mindset, meaning like I have more to give, and I think about that in my approach to relationships. But it goes through like, I mean, I'm not gonna lose when I give myself. Right. I think a lot of times people are just measuring whatever they have to offer, so they don't feel like they're gonna lose a unique opportunity. And I think you're. Your, your, your competency, your bandwidth, your belief. Oh, this is really, this is really good. So, all right, so give me, give me an idea of understanding that, not just the, the male dominant side. What was the, the, the greatest struggle mm. within some of, this, some of these moments? I mean, like, what was a dark place for you where you might have felt like walls were closing in around you? Share, share with me one of those, oh, one of those seasons. Which one do I want to send? Because <laughs> all of these different ones... When the dark walls were closing in, when companies didn't want to change, even recently, like, why don't you want to change? Mm. I get there's a, a culture DNA sure. that you want to keep within a company, but you also need to bring in new talent sure. to mix up the DNA. All right. All right. It's all so, about clicking and the dynamics and the mindset and, and trying to get that understood mm. for They've been here for 30 years, Rhonda. Why? Okay. Like, those conversations are, let's just put it on the table, tough to have. Heck yeah. And I'm sure that that's true with individuals even more so when you talk about a a successful company that that has years of experience and measured success. So how was it difficult? So I know that's that's frustrating because, number one, you probably, you're like, "I, I got the goods. So once you assess it, what about, is there a unique experience that you felt like, I don't want to call it like, whether it was stress, whether it was just the adversity, it was something that, was there a loss that you took in, in some of your approaches to tour companies? Did you like go in there? You ever had any failures that was like, I blew this one up? Oh, so, yeah. So 
how you know because ultimately I know someone like your mindset that's probably one of the biggest growth points for you so you know give me give me some of that or even even if it's in the you know the marathon space what, yeah. have been, what, what has been a, what has been a dark night for Rhonda Viteri a dark night is when everyone in the round is like you're going too fast mm. too fast this is a marathon not a sprint we got to keep endurance athletes. I'm an endurance athlete. I want to keep going. Like, <laughs> in the, slow down. Like, what do you mean slow down? In a tech world, sure, you're innovating. You're creating. You need to move fast. You'll become obsolete. There it is. And more people trying to get everyone to understand that sure. is a place where you have to keep digging in and mm. having those uncomfortable conversations. Okay. And I think people need to know that when you tell a high performer to slow down, yeah, crush. What? <laughs> uh, can you? It's like saying, "Don't go up and catch your have your moment," because you could see it and visualize it. Sure. So that's like telling a division to slow down yeah. for others to follow up when you're really leading the charge. Wow. And I think that's that's the differentiator. And it's like, okay. Let's, ha let's back up. Sure. Let's have the conversation. Mm -hmm. Why? Why would you even say that? Yeah. That's a red flag up the pole waving high. Yeah. Because you should embrace that. Sure. Because you want to you wanna go. Sure. I mean, who wants to sit there and just keep the lights on? <laughs> <laughs> definitely not in business, okay? <laughs> definitely not in business. We're definitely not here for that. We're not here to save face. And obviously, that's where, that's where, that's where trouble, that's where you, you get a little smoke. Where we see smoke, eventually there's fire, and they bring you in to put the fires out. <laughs> Did someone say, don't go and catch that? Don't go and do what you do best? Well, you know what? It's like, you know, when I think about those moments, it's like, you know, everybody, you, you would think everybody's trying to march toward a moment of significance or success. And what I like to really unearth is, what you know, what was the process, right? So... And when I'm, even when I consider your journey, um, was there ever a point of rejection? Was there ever a point of, you know, because what happens is I know with high performance mindsets, you know how to move on to the next play very quickly without being emotionally affected. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But did you ever get to, was there ever a moment for you where you had to step away and like, wow, like maybe I'm wounded. Maybe I'm hurt, more hurt than I actually realized because we're going to press through. We're going to get back in the game. So those are the human elements that sometimes we might not look at. You, you think about a soldier coming home from the war. Right. Oh, all, yes. all he knows is how to, how to continue to survive. So those are the things that I kind of think of that could be blind spots for high performers, too. They are. So, you know, that's kind of like what I'm thinking about, not just your frustration. Because I'm like, no, you're made of something. <laughs> and, it, and it's probably those, those, those early foundational work days. And so... Um, that's that those are the kind of you know moments that I that I that I know have cultivated and allowed you to do those things. So at what point, and if there's another story, we'll get to it, but like, okay, so you're you you're 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 an athlete. Mm -hmm. How do these crazy marathon bike across the, 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 the world, the globe? I'm like, I'm like, uh, how? Okay, so like how does that really begin? Because mm. you're you have a budding career at what point did you just dive into this space as a as an ultra athlete i love that question so the higher my intensity got at work is when i knew i needed to work out and have an outlet 
Uh, so I didn't go down the whole drinking path, sure. stress outlet. So I needed an outlet. So when I was flying around 200 days plus 50 days a year, yeah. I would land and go run. And everyone would find me on the treadmill and have meetings. After we landed, four in the morning, HCL. Yeah. Our friends there, they would come down at four and five in the morning. I got them in a workout routine. So years brought- <laughs> ago, years ago. And I could say that openly because they've talked about it. And sure. they would be... And, and to this day, they're still doing it. Amazing. And that's where, you know, you bring that mentality. You know you've impacted people's lives. But sure. my sports mentality came from a swimmer. And then I picked up the Ironman 70.3s. I've done over 92 races now. All right. Oh, my goodness. All right. So check that. And I've done zero, just so everybody knows. <laughs> but, like, noted. but eventually, <laughs> eventually... Ronda's going to drag me in, you know, yes, so you are. You're <laughs> she, be racing across America she's going to drag year. me in, but okay. So before we get break down clear, just so everybody clarity, what, what you're doing in, in an Ironman race in a 70.3, you're swimming 1.2 miles, Can't you're biking that. 56 mm. and then you run 13.1 miles in the same, you have to do it in less than, you know, eight hours or you're disqualified. So you have to do it. Um, and I love that. It comes from my swimming background. Yeah, that's the best place to start. And <laughs> that's what I encourage everybody. Start in the pool, okay? You know, you know, because a mile, a mile, 1.3 miles? 1.2 miles swimming. Yeah, so that might be a problem. Um, you know, uh, you know, because apparently, you know, I'm not, you know, I ain't got no more fat, you know, so, you know, I might sink, you know, I might, you know, like, you know, get tired and sink. <laughs> you could do this, David. You might have bike across America next year. We'll talk about that offline. But next, th- next year, you're just going to give me a year, just one year. I you think I'll get <laughs> it. Then. Just, okay. I'm you just going, co- coming off the couch out of retirement, out of raising seven kids and I'm going to bike across the country. But she believes. So. <laughs> I believe in you. I believe in you and just did it this June. With Amazing. the team put together, hand-selected, sure. veterans, athletes. I had some U.S. Olympic athletes, uh, Navy SEALs, military CEOs, but they Amazing. were all hand-selected wow. for a reason. And some people bike across America just to say they have rode across America and they stack it with pros, but this is for a cause to Excellent. get back to veterans and first responders. But it's 3,070 miles across America, 24 by 7. Eight of us riders and 25 support folks. Amazing. So that was a moment where talk about clicking. Sure. And thinking and grounding yourself with all these questions you're asking. I got to dissect my whole life on that bike ride. Oh, my goodness. In the dark. And they said I was riding the day shift. Well, they lied. (laughs) They They said day shift. I rode the majority at night. 3 p.m. to 3 a.m. was my shift with the with the team. Oh my god! Talk about a mental capacity. You when we're training in Ironmans, you're in the daylight. You yeah, know, you're riding through Indian reservation. Dogs coming at you. Trucks coming at you. Oh Your mentality. I just took from all of my grit. Sure. And that mentality of pushing through to all your questions at work and putting it on the pavement. Sure. And just pedaling from. Oceanside, California to Annapolis, Maryland as a team. Amazing. So it's it's like you put yourself out there to learn about yourself. That is really special. And, and, I, and I love what you said. It, it was it was how much you learned about like that time alone. And, and that's obviously some of the, in, when I say alone, with a team, but in that moment, being present, actively engaged in this activity, 
It's that's that's where it all happens. That's where all the magic happens. Oh my goodness. Okay, so I'm I'm visualizing myself on the bike. There you go. That's what happened. You start visualizing and you know, support. I've had folks coming up and saying, Are you doing it again next year? Which is 2023. And I'm like, you know what? It keeps landing. Every day someone's asking this. Wow. So is the universe tapping to do it again? Yeah. And it's like bringing a high-performance team together with Amazing. personality. There's a whole other dynamic to sure. that. Sure. Well, that's really special. Okay, so let me think about it this way because you've been talking about teams so much. You understand that that's the bread and butter, the success yes. of, of companies, and, and ultimately anything significant has to be done. That's my saying. I said, if there's going to be anything of significance and meaning, it's going to require more than one person. Yes. You can have an amazing individual accomplishment, but if there's going to be something significant, I'm sure you've had your moments as an athlete. You know, you had one of the best games of your life and you didn't win the game. Mm. Mm. Amen. No, no significance, right? So who are some of the people, whether they were mentors or that you would say have really, you know, poured into... Who you have become? Oh, I love share, that question. Sh- you know, share, share, share that because you know, self-made. I think we we know what that we know what we're saying, but also I fight I fight against the concept because some people are saying like self-made, like I did all this, I did mm. all this, but I'm like, well, who signed your checks? Right. So talk to me about some of those people in your life. I would say one gentleman, Indian, an Indian man, Sam, saw me when I came Big out of shout, college. Sam. I love him. Still talk to him to this day. In my 20s, he believed in me. Mm. He was the one that moved me around every two years with these telecoms.com. And I used to get so frustrated at him. I would go up to his office and say, why are you moving me around? Every time I get something to where it's running, you'll move me. He goes, because you have a management talent, Rhonda, and I want you to turn around these different teams. Amazing. And I would be like, please don't. He goes, you'll thank me later in your career. And I thought about on Race Across America, if he didn't keep moving me, I probably would have, that kept me pivoting, turning, creative, bringing that whole newness. That's why I like to move. Movement's medicine. Let's move. Did y'all get that though? The movement is medicine. So don't be afraid. Oh man, that was good. Yeah. I mean, it's, he's one of them and you know, General James Cartwright. Four star, heat and military. Four star. Okay, give me the background. Give me the background. I'm, I'm soaking it all up. <laughs> we, we spoke at a, the vice presidential debate a couple of years ago about Amazing. cybersecurity, and I met him, and he's taken me under his wing. Um, Amazing. And I can't say enough about him, and I'm connected to the veterans world, sure. probably because of my dad and him. So he's another prominent one. Tremendous. And a gentleman that didn't need to do that. And that's beautiful when you can recognize it right it's okay. like when you can recognize you know, people everybody in their own lane but someone sees it's the most valuable in my personal estimation when you can see something in someone and recognize the value of an individual and actually pour something into it it's probably the, the most life-giving kiss that you can you can you can give to someone's life career trajectory it is that's really powerful. And you know what? And I guess they were all, I didn't know until later on. They're all men. Mm. They saw, uh, isn't that interesting? So, so mm, that is interesting. And these days, back then, I never, like, I, 
I thank them every day. Sure. We didn't have all these other conversations going on. And yeah. since then, we've had conversations about this is today's world. Sure. Thank, and I'm like so grateful for them. Yes. And I, ha- I mean, there's not many female role models. Well, there weren't any when I was there growing There weren't up any. And that's, well, like I said, it's so amazing because, you know, what I love is progress. What, I, what, what challenges me sometimes in some of these, you know, especially some of these DEI conversations is the bitterness that can be attached to some of the conversations mm. or the, I, just, I won't say the entitlement because there needs to be progress. There needs to be cross, progress across gender lines, uh, you know, religious lines, you know, um, you know like every, every major line there is, whether it's gender, race, ethnicity. But when it, when you're when you're coming from an embittered or like it, I'm like ah can we can we approach that differently? Right. So you know most of these were men and like I said you were playing playing your lane in this world and it's and it served you well and now you're sitting at the top coveted by by most. So tell me about grit and grind. Mm. You're the author of two books. Yes. Tell us what's the name of the other book? It's a dummies book on that yellow and black book, how to manage enterprise service management for dummies. Yeah, Technology. So that would be me. And um I'm no. probably <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna be managing any enterprises, but I'll probably need that. So but you know, grit and grind is where we're we're at. And that yes. was a big part of how we how we connected just kindred spirits, right? What are people going to get when they read, you know, like mm. that book? Because you you have a lot of bandwidth in relation to so many different areas. So what's what's the essence? Well, thank you for this book. Yes. This this um I didn't well, tell anyone I was I'll writing hold all it. This. I'll thank hold you. All this right here. Don't thank worry. you. You can reach across the table. Thank I'm you. I'm a big I'm fan. Right here. Thank you. I'm honored um, that you're holding it. It's um it came from I didn't tell anyone I was writing it. You just, you just knock this out knock. over the years because you know why I didn't want the pressure. Okay. Of see. What's the deadline? I wanted to do it intentionally the way and not back into a deadline. And mm. I released it on my mom's birthday on women's Bless day. Me. Love it. Intentionally in March. Excellent. Um, a couple of years ago and COVID resurfaced it. Cause everyone was like, it's about principles of life and how you work through all of these changes sure. and what the top 10 principles on how I live my life and leadership about teamwork, listening, communication, being on time. Time on. is currency. I mean, seriously, and just grinding it out because, and it was from the gentleman. I can start naming off tech companies where they sure. would say, can you please write a book? I'm like, why? What, should, what am I going to write about? I, th- this is, was hard to write for the stories. It, it was hard for me to write that. And like so, t- talk to me about like okay. So I'm gonna pull from from only from one because you just said time is currency, and most people probably it takes a little bit of life living, and you know this this picture is just epic. You know like because I think Thank it's you. an expression of beauty, but you know this woman gets in the trenches. She gets in the trenches. I'm gonna, I'm gonna blot my face out for a while so people can see that. That's dirt. But that's real dirt. That's real dirt. People well, are like, we ain't got dirt like that in Jersey. We, we, we <laughs> Cow manure, fertilizer, you <laughs> name it's on there. And you know what? It was it was like to represent. You go into the details. You get dirty. You learn the details, mm-hmm. and it's about like the gritty of the yeah. of it, like just to feel it. And on sure. the bottom of the book, it has. I actually uh, wanted it texturized, but that's a part of the grit. Details, y'all. 
Details, y'all. We 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 ain't cutting no shorts here. So, are right, you gonna you gonna give me a couple nuggets from from time because I'm a time stickler. Mm. Coach Coffin was known for being five minutes early. He set the clocks early in the building. Love it. We all rebelled against it the first year. Well, not me because I had hard nosed coaches in college. So I, I had one year with a previous coach, and then Coach Coffin came in and shifted the whole whole culture. So, like, time is like you know. My wife is is fantastic as well, but she's you know, it's a lot. Let's I, I gave her a lot to manage, it so time can easily be mismanaged. So talk to me about a couple nuggets in this mm. space because I'm like time is sacred. That's my thing. I'm yes. like it's sacred. You're not getting it back, and and so talk to me a couple couple nuggets so you can help. help. Well, I think time is respect, and I think Excellent. that people don't. Take it seriously. In today's world and in the workplace, uh, I used to get called from HR all the time on this early on. I would actually lock the door to meetings if you a minute late. and I, Or if they came in late, they had to sing a nursery rhyme. And, and I would, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the team would vote on it. What are you going to sing if you're late? And people would... They're like, you really want me to sing? I remember getting calls from HR going, Rhonda, you're making people sing. I'm like... They're late. How else are people going to learn? They're Thank not, you. it's not like, you know, you could sing Merry Christmas or hey, yeah. anything you want. Sing Pick a song. And then you know what? Over three times in a couple of weeks, people started being on time. <laughs> Ain't nothing like a good old dose of humiliation. Yeah, I mean, let's sing, lock the door. Sure. You tell everyone why you're late. Because what I try to do is, no one needs an hour meeting. It's 42 minutes on Zoom. You can have, tra- that's the way you've built in your transition time. Go to the bathroom. There There's go. no excuse to be late. Get your water. Yeah. No 30 minutes. It's 22 minutes. 22 mm. to 42. No excuses to be late. Love and it. on Zoom, especially during COVID, if you were 30 seconds late, people start anxiety, anxiety, anxiety. <laughs> so I've been to these times. And I just think it's so powerful that, I mean, one split second, you're catch. Just imagine how sure. the time in the essence, if, Man. I mean, it's just the whole puzzle that, and that's my pet peeve is time. And you say Change go, experience. you're going to go. You're, it's like a race. Every, every meeting is like, okay, here's the meeting time. Let's go. Well, you, you said it perfectly. You know, I mean, the, the clearest adage in relation to time and time, you know, like, it's obviously, it's your first impression. If you're late to me, it means you don't value the opportunity or the person. And that's the first thing it, it speaks, right? It right. Speaks, it, your actions obviously speak. And I think the next thing that I learned, I was like, man, you know, because I, I lock doors too. <laughs> I like, you know, and I, and I learned that from, from, from the guy who, you know, mentors and disciples me. And I was like, this is fantastic. I love it. And ultimately, their actions will have to change. Like you get, you get locked out a couple of times. You're like, wow. Right. Yeah. This is, he's keeping his word. Right. Right. So it speaks something about you. This is really powerful. I love it. My friends, like if they're, they're running late, like I get 15 minute rule. I'll get up and leave a dinner. If someone's late, I'm gone. Boom. I mean, and people, they're used to that. Like I'll be, um, I'll be on time. Or I'll be sure. five minutes if I'm late. Oh my, I, I, just, I don't. Yeah, and that's that's the worst. And in humble sake, you know, we we fall short. We're not perfect. No, there we go. It we happens, fall short. It's, it's, 
It's a life sta- standard. Coming here, I was like blocked out hours. I'm like, what's the traffic? I'm not going to be late. Like, you have to plan because I respect you so much and your family. And it's just lock the door. Yes. I, I would tell more people to lock their relationships and only like the energy drainers, the givers and takers. Woo. That's how I value time too. Lock the door. Lock the door because that's, I'm telling you, people are not, they're stealing your time. And it diminishes credibility. It does. It diminishes credibility. A few things than deval, you know, like like devaluing time. I think can diminish credibility. Um, oh, this is this is really so good. I'm I'm just heating up. I'm just heating up. Okay. I love it. <laughs> I love that we're kindred spirits. All right, so I'm telling. This is my friend. She's my friend forever. Can't you tell? So all right. So here here's something I do want to talk about. Um, you're like I said, you're a seasoned professional, and now, how long have you... But you are, you are married now. This, this hottie is married. She's not on the market. She's taken. But that's, that may have came, come a little later. So talk yes. to me about, you know, just that dynamic, right? How has that worked out for you? Most, most women, of course, aspire. And this is... We're fluid. But, you know, you aspire to find that, 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 that significant person in your life. How was how that, that dealing with it mm. through, your, through your working years... Great I, I know the way you're wired. You finally found your husband. Talk me through some of that that that, that dynamic. That was and and that's a great question. I wish more people asked that in my career. So I intentionally made this decision in my twenties not to have kids. Wow, Rhonda. I know you're too beautiful not that, to have any kids. That's so nice of you, David. Thank you. I did. I, okay. I, I and my girlfriends actually said to me at the time, what. We want you to have kids, grow up, because since two years old, three, going back to the childhood. Yeah. And I said, I'm sorry, Michelle. I'm sorry. Like, my best friend was crying. I just, I want to give back to the world differently. I didn't okay. know what that meant, but I wanted to have kids around the world mm. and people around the world, which I do. Yeah. And I give back to causes and kids, and I'm very close to specific countries like South Africa and India. I just got back from in Africa. Sure. So I intentionally made that decision. Excellent. Now, when I look back on it, I don't regret it. Okay. I don't. And I've, I think more people need to be intentional about that. Sure. But I have godchildren. My best friends, I have godchildren. I have children I've adopted around the world. Amazing. And I think that it's important to talk about that. Yeah. And I, like, I'm so glad you're taking the opportunity to because it's, it's definitely, uh, my goodness, it's a unique, like the, the level of intention is amazing. I'm like, how do you have that kind of Thank foresight you. at 20 years old when that's typically not just the norm, it's, it's, it's an endearing experience and one that's treasured, especially amongst, a, you know, uh, well, trust me, I'm out here. I got seven kids. So I, you know, see my beautiful wife. I'm like, you're going to have some kids. You know, like, <laughs> I took the lead on you. We're going to have some kids. <laughs> we had kids way too early. That was our problem. But so that is an amazing mindset. So you were clearly, um, clearly a visionary. Like, you are a pioneer um, not just as a professional, I think you have just a pioneering mindset. Thank you. It's, it's, pr- it's pretty powerful. So how did you meet Jay and how, how did that become, like, was it tough settling in? What were relationships yes. like? Like, what, <laughs> like I can only imagine, now you got this dude up in your face and he got an opinion about your life. You've been leapfrogging the world. Like, I got to know, I got to know. So, <laughs> so now, and, and, and give me a, like, was it tough even dating through those years? Like, was that a... Was that a thing? Yeah, Were people intimidated by you? I'm like, you got some stuff going. 
I'm <laughs> sure you got an opinion about most things. <laughs> yes, and I or I, I'm quiet about it. Okay. When I get quiet, there's something that some people need to like. What's uh, going on, Rhonda? Because I'm thinking, and I'm it'll come out. But uh, I am an extrovert, but I do think a lot. Got it. Um, and I'm very intentional with my decision making. But I yes, it was hard. Yes, it was hard during all that. Sure. And I didn't have my eyes on the prize for that. My okay. eyes were always on, I want to change and make a difference. What's the business? This is on my watch. Sure. Not on my watch. Am I going to let someone deviate mm. and take me off and intercept my game? I got it. So Man. my sports mentality early on was like, you know, you guys are just distractions. I am keeping my eyes on that goalpost and my career is, is I'm going forward. I do not want to be caught in a safety. I don't want to be caught in that. I love it. I want to be in the end zone with a touchdown and every move I made and people be like, my girlfriend's like, what's wrong with you? Wow. I'm like, maybe something is wrong with me. (laughs) I love to dress up. I love to have fun. But you know what? I I knew I wasn't going to have kids, dude, sure. and I just knew it was a time. Sure. It, I was, I was, I'm still, I still, I move so fast. You do. Still. You're a blazer. <laughs> well, like this, like this is, this is beyond a trailblazer. This is because, like I said, what I think is really refreshing about it because it's rare that people, you know, um, can actually gaze in on something that's so long term. And it be a genuine thing. I mean, like this is ve- this 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 sounds very genuine, like like because I tell you all the time, I'm one of these honest people. Like I have all kinds of regrets, not like regrets like I mourn over. Right. I mean, like man, I wish wish I didn't do that. <laughs> like you know, like man, I, I know better now. Like I'm wiser now. So it's actually very refreshing to hear that because. It's not like you you missed the world by not having children. That's not the that's not the impression. But it is an experience that's so unique to most people as individuals, where you you reflect back on it and say, "Wow!" But this, like I said, you have children around the world. You have you're clearly wired for impact. You're clearly you. wired for for growth, change. You know, DT three is three T's: truth, transparency, and transformation. Like. This is what this is why this is why we family. This is pretty powerful. I love it. You know, I was having. I'm not going to name the name because he. I'm still processing what he said to me last night. He said to me, a prominent CEO. He said, Rhonda, I've known you for 17 years now, and you never deviated. Mm. I said, Why are you just not telling me this? Like I jumped and I was like, <laughs> Where's this coming from? I said, What does that mean? He's like, You've always been, you know, nothing. Like you have, you know what you're doing. I admire you. How did you? Like, we're the same age. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, well, I'm just wired that way. Sure. I, I don't want distractions. If I have distractions, I deal with them. If you get a call from me before Ooh. 8 a.m., you know something's wrong. Like, I deal with the hardest things before 8 a.m. Wow. And that's how my life is. Intentional every time I wake up. Okay. I was just taking notes because I'm going to be dealing with the hardest thing before 8 a.m. So, just so my wife knows, you know, we're going to have a conversation early. No, no. Any friends? No. Amazing. I mean, intentionally. So my whole life has been, yes, it's hard. I have my own identity and I I won't deviate from it. Mm. I will never deviate from from that book. So let me pull, let me pull, let me pull. So now you're married and marriage, if you're going to have a healthy, strong one, 
you got to be willing to change. Oh, so how yeah. does that how does that work out for you? Like meaning like here you are, you are the master of uh, you know, I'm I'm going to give you that code, not not you. You can keep even a humble lane, but this is what you do. Now, now your husband rolls around and he's now supposed to be your mirror. How does how, how does that has you got have you gotten into those experiences where now he's putting the glass on you and it's like, do I need to change? <laughs> We've had those conversations. You guys are so wired, and you know one thing about it is like he loves to see the flourish. Mm. Go out, and most men like go out and be you. I I don't want you to ever. Yeah. So otherwise, so he, I wouldn't be. Got it. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't be married. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, but, in a different way. I mean, yeah, he, yeah, that makes sense. He flourishes and loves it, and it supports. He's not. It's excellent. He's not like far from intimidated. I got that. I got that very quickly, and I think he obviously he has to be. You got to know what you you know what you're choosing, right? Like yeah. on the golf course, let him be him. But 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 you know, and the, the difference from like I'm so blessed with that, or I wouldn't be. You know, and he's so genuine and not Excellent. so supportive of all race across America. These triathlons, seal, you know, swimming with the Navy SEALs and the Hudson River. Yeah, he he's so confident right. in himself, which I mean, he's not ego, but that had to be a conversation. Of course, of course. <laughs> transparency, exactly. trust, putting everything on the table, and that's. That's pretty powerful. And honestly, if, if you want to know how to have a thriving relationship, not just within your, you know, your personal relationship, it's going to be similar qualities, right? In, in communication. Yes, the degree. Yeah, there it is. That, that came out with that, believe me. So <laughs> that, and all the friends, friends know it too. So it's, it's, it's wonderful and the industry and I, I don't, you know, it's coveted. Sure. All right, so here, here's, here's something else I want to think about. Like, share with me your top three companies that you got a chance to work with mm. that they were the most delightful I mean, like oh, so great question you know just like you know what these these are some well-known companies or maybe not as well-known that were like these were experiences that he's like okay they brought me in and we really accomplished something that was powerful i love that so bank one jp morgan because we merged and what was your role what was did you have a title there or was it yes i started out with Managing director, I think I, I was one of the youngest female managing directors in the finance sector. Yeah, I want to sector. bring out some highlights. Well, yes, thanks for asking. It was of infrastructure and operations Amazing. around the world, the command centers, Amazing. and we merged those two banks. That was enlightening. All those gentlemen were still my friends. I love you all, Ivano. I can start naming names. Literally, yeah. that supported me. We give me. shout outs here, Kestimo. <laughs> that supported me. And Amazing. Just, we're still friends to this day, Tremendous. and that's when we started. You know, hiring in India, those were moments. Those were moments. Powerful. Lehman Brothers, even though it went under, I stayed on. I moved to Barclays. Okay, you got to talk through that because mo- pretty much the world, anybody who didn't have their, their head under cloud knows <laughs> that transition. <laughs> yeah, so I, I was at Lehman Brothers. I got recruited there nine months before the world went belly up. So I went from J.P. Morgan to Lehman Brothers. Got a call that Sunday that we were unwinding the place. And I was like, are you kidding me? The whole world is collapsing. Yes. And I stayed on and we renamed it to Barclays. And I moved to London. Wow, that's and pretty And I cool. was over retail operations. So I was always in technology operations. But I stayed on. It looks like I moved around. But all these yeah. mergers and acquisitions are very 
common denominator wise, but that right. was a moment for the world. Hey, for the world, absolutely for the world. Now, you know, just want to take note, so she's already talked about India, London, um, you know, uh, South Africa, key, I'm just naming some key places, but I wonder what, you know, I've been in New Jersey my whole life, you know, so just want y'all, you know, just to compare, you know, just to compare, you know, I'm pretty well hearsed, you know, Jersey's very different. You are amazing, <laughs> look at this, my uh, goodness. All the places I've been is basically, we're like the, the most domestic, we're like <laughs> you can come to Cape Town. You Seven kids kind of hinders your travel plans. Yes, but but this is amazing. Okay, give me one more, one more, one more company. Estee Lauder companies, because over thirty brands and um, great, beautiful place to work. How's that? It's great, and that makes sense. And it fits you well. It fits you well. So, like, I think it's important. Like, I've always, I, I grew up in a in a house of all women. So, like, um, I think women are the most amazing creatures that God has created. I think that we're different, men and women are obviously clearly different, but I think that the grace that are on women inherently is one that that encompasses a little bit more measure of grit, grit and grind than most mm -hmm. men, although I think men have the streamlined, like, you know, when, when a man kind of dials in on something, it's, it's sweet to see. But women altogether, their capacity to manage and, and diverse and, 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 and marry the and you probably are one of the greatest examples I think that, that I've got a chance to meet of seeing a woman operate and my wife I got to shout her out every day all day but at a higher performance capacity and be able to do so much improve worth so um I just can't celebrate you and honor oh, you enough you. um get us up to date on you know on what Rhonda Viteri is up to, mm. the accomplishments are immeasurable, but ultimately what you're most excited about moving forward. What I'm most excited about is continue to give back to the world. Mm. So wherever I show up, I want to continue that legacy. So India, I had no idea, David, when I went over there, what was going to happen. I had no idea the I Can, I Will Academy it was for STEM for the world is in my name. It's in your... Uh, Biodiversity I Park. I mean, I knew that... The global ambassador with the chief prime minister. I knew all the keynote. Sure. I knew that, but I did not know all my work came full circle. And to Amazing. be honored like that, I was just, I had a moment like, you asked me about my moments. I was sure. sitting there going, oh my gosh, my whole career has come that must be I, I, full I, circle. And I want to put all my, I want to help the world. Because that goal is to be the next MIT internationally. That's an international university. Wow. So I'm excited to give back. And guess what? It's for the underprivileged, like myself, growing up for, to make sure people have an education. Wow. And I'm going to bring doctors, athletes, medical, Amazing. tech, wellness. I'm yes. going to bring... So I'm excited to give back that way in that biodiversity park for sustainability was acres. So I, in Cape Town, to continue to put those girls through school and empower them with their dreams. That was my <sighs> third year doing that. So I will continue to do that for the world Amazing. within the certain nuggets. So I don't want to dilute myself. Sure. I'm very intentional and I want to help people that want to be helped. That's a big difference. I just want y'all to know, just you know, I know y'all gonna watch this episode. And it's gonna be amazing, but I'm first in line. So y'all, you know, just in case you got any bandwidth for anyone, just back up. <laughs> um, we are kindergarten. We are doing stuff. But no. yes, that's a big difference. That giving and receiving. Some it people, is. Some people, 
say they want help, but they really don't. Oh, gosh. So it's, it's so true. It's, and like I said, I've, been, I've, I've worked in athlete development. And you'll be surprised. It's amazing how, and I, and I tell you, the, the biggest blindfold that, that a guy has can be a success mm. because, you know, the modern-day football athlete, by the time he comes in, he's a, he's a celebrity already, and then you get money, and that's like, oh. that seals the deal. So it actually validates every previous behavior that they had because they've made it become the best of the best. And now they actually got the money to say, to almost validate all the poor decisions that they've made. That's insane. And so there's so many amazing young kids, so don't get me wrong, but at the same time, they're, because it takes a narrow lens to be a high performer, and they, it's hard for them to entertain areas of growth, which are some degree when you're 20, into 26, right. which is most of these guys, I get blind spots, but it's tough. It it's is. tough. They don't. They they're not as receptive, and that you just don't want that to go on to your 40 and 50, and you you get you you know there's folks out there who got similar blind spots. It's crazy, and I just want to help people get the right jobs, no matter if they're identity like athletes, veterans, first responders, just people that have that identity crisis. When we were growing up, sure, no one reached down and helped, and I'm all about because I've. <sighs> uh, and I'm like, I want to do that for everyone I touch. If they want help, not the not the not the takers, the people <laughs> not, that need the help. And sure. I can spot the people. You know when you like when we saw, you know who your people are, and you're yeah. gonna help them. That's and powerful. I can pinpoint them. And I just, I don't know. It's an energy thing as yeah. well. And the, I just energy discernment uh, and pick you know, up on it. Uh, you can see it. You can you can see it. You can feel it. You can experience it. But you are a woman of inspiration. Thank you. You've already been a blessing. Your life actually goes before you in a, in a way of generational impact across the world. Not many people will ever say that, and not many people can say that. So we're honored to have you as, you like a premier guest. I don't know. We're going to roll this out. This is special. So thank you, Rhonda. Thank you for being a guest. We're honored to have this seat at the table. Make sure you get a copy of Grit and Grind. She is not just Grit and Grind. She's all grace as well. Um, so, you know, Rhonda Viteri, change agent in the world. Make sure you check out Catch the Moment podcast on every platform. We will continue to see you at your next moment. Continue to get great done.